Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Welcome to episode 147 of Family Caregivers Unite. This is Dr. Gordon Adderley, your host. Since retiring from medical practice, I've become an activist for family caregiving. Our topic today is the first collaborative international resource directory for dementia, Minneapolis. Now, a little bit of background. Family caregiving is growing for family members with dementia. And family caregivers' needs grow for trustworthy, understandable, and useful information about dementia. And so, too, does the need grow for collaboration in information sharing. Collaboration in information sharing is more and more important because family caregivers are the source of valuable information for other family caregivers about methods of dementia care that actually work. Collaboration and information sharing is more and more important because family caregivers are are themselves developing methods of support and caring which other family caregivers may be able to use in caring for their family members with dementia. And collaboration and information sharing is more and more important because of the need for family caregivers caring for family members with dementia to take care of themselves, to take care of their own health, and to take care of their own lives. Now, Laurie LaBay is our guest today. She's the founder of the first collaborative international resource directory for dementia, Minneapolis. Laurie is also the founder of Alzheimer's Speaks, which provides creative platforms and services to assist families and professionals in dealing with dementia. The first collaborative international resource directory for dementia supports professionals and the general public in collaboratively sharing information. Laurie believes that collaboration is the key component in the battle plan against dementia. Her overall goal is to shift caregiving from crisis to comfort. Her work includes Alzheimer's Speaks Radio, the first radio show dedicated to dementia. Her webinar series includes Dementia Chats, in which she interviews people diagnosed with dementia, and also Shifting Your Dementia Care Culture, which uses emotional-based training for educating staff, families, and the public. And she brought Jay Arthur's Memory Cafe to the U.S., This concept from Britain is a support group for people with early memory loss and for their family caregivers. So welcome to the show, Laurie. Well, thank you so much for having me on. I'm very excited to be with you today. Thank you. So let's go. Now, please, Laurie, tell us a little bit more about your professional career and your experience of family caregiving. Okay. Well, I was in uh, the group home industry for about nine years, uh, about 25 years in residential real estate, which really I saw how families work and the dynamics, and I saw the struggles between um, families, um, the parents, the kids, 
and professionals when seniors were thinking about making a move. And then for myself, I had this huge shift because my mother started having memory problems in her mid-50s at my age. She's now 84. Uh, She's been in a nursing home for 11, and she has been in her end stages for four. My dad was diagnosed with brain cancer. He uh, was told he had about a year, year and a half to live. He lived four and a half years. But I was really thrown in the crux of it all. And I really have been able to see caregiving from many different sides. And my goal has always been to do what's best for the person in need. And that's not always just the patient. That's their families as well. And I think it's a big component that we, especially in the U.S., forget about. But I see it worldwide um, as something that really needs to be addressed. When a person is ill, if it's with dementia or cancer, um, depression, whatever it might be, um, it affects more than just that one sole person. And I think we have to start looking at treatment plans and support plans as such. And so several years ago, I switched careers out of real estate and started speaking and training because people kept uh, telling me that my story needed to be heard because I I framed things in a real positive light when it comes to dementia. Um, People would always go, oh, I'm so sorry. And And I used to tell them all the time, dementia with my mother has been a gift to me. It has totally changed the way I live my life, look at the world, interact with people, and it has been a true blessing to me because I have much deeper relationships. Um, it's pulled me back to the basics of what what is important at, at our cores, and so it's really been a gift. And um, the other thing I guess that I do professionally is I really try to think out of the box. I think... Our healthcare system worldwide is broken, and I think we have to start doing things different. Um, I think we have to start embracing collaboration. Uh, you said it uh, several times. You'll hear me say it quite a few times during our conversation. I think collaboration is our key to winning the battle in our healthcare crisis around the world. Right. Now, please tell us more about how you see family caregivers' needs. And obviously, we're always talking about um, the context of dementia, but how do you see family caregivers' needs now? Well, I think we've, we've gotten in this box where we think it's, you know, if you're caring for someone with dementia or cancer um, or whatever, people look at it as being this isolated situation. And it's not. Caregiving is a natural state that we ebb and flow through every day of our life. And it is something that we choose um, how we're going to engage in a person that we've never met to somebody who we love dearly by, you know, the eyes we give them, the smile, um, the tone of our voice, if we touch them, um, all of those nonverbal things, plus our speech comes into play. And so I think we really need to frame caregiving in a different light, and I think that's one of the ways we can shift it from crisis to comfort is getting people to understand this is a normal state of being, and we just need the resources that are applicable when our needs change. And so if you're dealing with someone with dementia or you've personally gotten diagnosed with dementia, you have to start pulling out of a different well than you were before. 
you know, if you've got cancer, if you've got depression, you've got diabetes, then it's, you know, about getting to the right, the right well source for your needs at that time. I also think that it's critical that we look at family caregiving not only from a medical model, and most of the times people think, well, I go to the doctor and I'm going to hear what it is that I need, but I need things on, on all levels in my life. I need them on a spiritual level. I need them on a financial level. I need emotional support. I need social interaction and engagement. And I still need to feel purposeful, both as a patient and as a caregiver. And I think that's one of the biggest mistakes that we're making is we are making people live as a disease instead of living with it. And to me, that's a big thing that has to change. Right. Laurie, what motivated you to create the first collaborative international resource directory for dementia? What was it? Well, personally, I got really frustrated seeing everybody trying to um, do the same thing and not do it well and um, kind of claim the name. And so I I think that there are many, many services out there, Um, but I think the needs of the people are so great, and I got really tired of uh, large organizations um, and companies and individuals thinking they had the answer. They knew what the problem was, and they're going to fix it. And you can look at me and go, well, Lori, what do you think you're doing? And, and I think what I'm doing that's different is saying this isn't about me. Um, this isn't um, etched in stone. And we need to listen to the people. And what do the people need that is not out there right now? And one of the biggest things that I found for myself personally and for so many others that that I, I talk to at conferences and, and just on the street at the coffee house is where do I start? Where do I go that's safe? Most of us, if we're Internet savvy, we go to Google. And Google can be a big, black, scary hole when you are just diving into a diagnosis. I don't care what it is. But we all go to, oh, my gosh, that's what we're in for. And we don't get the balance of living with the disease. We don't hear, you know, how do you survive it? How do you thrive with it? You know, what helps you still stay functioning as an individual, as a family, as a friend, as a society, as a corporation? And so I wanted a place where it's not just me saying, these are great resources, but I want a community around the world to say, you know what, I ran across this video and it's really good and I want to share it with other people who are dealing with caregiving and dementia. Or I read an article or a book or got a newsletter or this service was exceptional and, and have that platform where it's just a safe environment for people to be able to share because those of us in the trenches get it and we don't really want anyone else having the same struggles. And so I think part of it is getting um, caregivers and people with early dementia understanding the power they hold and how much they can help the next guy because as little as they think they know, they know more than a person just crossing that line for the first time with the diagnosis. Right. 
Now, you said something that I just want to emphasize before we go into the break, and this is kind of my view, but I'm wanting to boost what you said. Um, yes, we tend to look at dementia as an illness and therefore look to what I used to be, doctors and medical people and healthcare professionals for the answer. But, Laurie, you made the point that it isn't just the things that doctors and healthcare people do that family caregivers need. It's a whole lot of other things to do with life, to do with living their lives, managing the money, managing the rest of the family, and all those kinds of things that make the job of the family caregiver so important and so much in need of this collaboration you're talking about. Now, I, do you agree with what I just summarized as what I think Definitely. to be your opinion? Definitely. Yeah. This is not, you know, it's not a one-facet thing. This, you know, it, it's about finding balance, which is one of the biggest things caregivers say that they've lost. I, I don't, I don't have my life anymore. I don't even know what it consists of. I don't know who I am. We have to be able to give people balance, and we have to allow them to step back to have freedom to still be an individual. Right. And so many times they just get tied in. I know I was one of those. Um, yep. And part of it is the expectations as a society that we put on someone. Um, right. There's a lot of eyes watching us and what we're doing. Now, we have something watching us, and that is time, because now I have to, we have to take the break. This is where we pay the rent. So let's do that. This is Dr. Gordon Atley. My guest is Laurie LaBay. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety Channel. Please stay with us. We're coming back. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you happy with the management and leadership style of your organization? Do you think it could use some improvement? No matter the level of leadership at your organization, you'll be sure to learn something new when you tune in to Adesis Methodology for Collaborative Management for Exceptional Results with Dr. Ishak Adesis. Through a unique lecture and interview format, we'll bring you ideas, questions, and answers that will help you run any organization, whether for-profit or not. Listen every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Business. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. You 
You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at familycaregiversunite.org. That's D-O-C, the letter G, at familycaregiversunite.org. Don't forget, you can catch new episodes of our program twice every week, Mondays on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and Tuesdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Laurie LaBay. Our topic is the first collaborative international resource directory for dementia, Minneapolis. Now, let's talk about the resource directory, the directory for dementia. Laurie, what are the services the directory provides? Who is it intended to serve? And what will it be accessible to people outside of Minneapolis? Well, I'm going to go in reverse. Um, first of all, it is available to anybody who's got the Internet. Um, and the goal is to be international because I think there is so much knowledge to be shared in other countries, states, cities, households. Um, it's just a fabulous way to be able to go. Um, the Internet allows us to share and be so economically responsible in terms of pushing information out. Um, as far as, um, you know, who is it for, again, basically the world, but I don't want to pinpoint this, um, and, and some people have told me that I'm wrong in terms of I need a specific target. It's either for family or it's either for professionals. And I say, you know what, I'm taking that wall down because that is one of our problems in, is dividing and siloing people. We need to come back together as a society and as a world as a whole and say we are going to be responsible together to fight this battle. None of us can do this alone. And when we silo individuals and we start talking and using different language and different lingo um, and have different standards for professionals, for family, for the general public at large, it, it just raises the stigmas and it isolates us. And I think that's one of the worst things that can happen um, with this disease. As far as um, resources that are provided, um, it's pretty extensive. I have a lot of things that people can put in the resource directory for free. I'll be screening them, you know, before they go live, um, from events to what I call fantastic flicks, which is videos and audios um, and films to great reads, which is articles, blogs, and books, and newsletters, personal writings and publications, which is real easy to, you know, it takes maybe five minutes, if that, to fill in the information and push the button and send it out. And it's a great way for companies um, to raise awareness of their service even if it's somebody else's article or video, it just says, hey, I want to be dementia-friendly. I want to be dementia-conscious. It's a great way for a family or an advocate or a person with early onset um, to share information about dementia with others. And, um, you know, it doesn't have to be tied to a business. So it's kind of a, a dual purpose there. And then there is... Um, an area for speakers, trainers, coaches, and consultants because 
um, as, as a speaker, trainer, coach myself, what I found is there isn't a place where you can find specialists in the industry. And I, and I think that's really sad because there are large and small companies out there um, and individuals like myself that have a great voice and a great mission, and um, they need to be heard, but they can't be heard if they're not found. And then right. the caring support services themselves is quite extensive. Um, that goes from organizations and charities um, to financial planning to end-of-life um, oh, furnishings, um, government, home health care, um, housing, exercise. The list is endless. Um, and I want to tell your listeners, if they go there, they're not going to find a ton of information in there because, again, the, the intent is not for me to feed this alone. The, the intent of which I built this whole thing was to be collaborative. Now, I'm going to stop, Laurie, I'm going to stop you just because I want to have another couple of questions I need from you. But Mm -hmm. that's very powerful what you're describing. Um, But let me just ask you this. Which of your other projects and services does the directory work with and how does it work with them? Okay. There's a a service actually that I just launched, which is dementia-friendly businesses and communities that this will work beautifully with which is all about helping um, communities and um, and businesses uh, educate not only their employees, but their clients, their prospective clients, um, their residents um, that live in the communities about dementia and give them a resource um, as to where to go. So from that angle, it's kind of what we call a soft sell where people can go ahead and attach a link for the Alzheimer's um, Speaks resource website on their blog um, to, again, raise voice saying, we are conscious, and it's called a dementia star um, in terms of of this whole dementia-friendly business and communities, where people say, you know what, I might have a hardware store, but I know there's people walking into my hardware store that have dementia or who are caregivers dealing with this. And I, I want to have this on my website or I want to have a flyer saying I acknowledge this and it's okay and we welcome your business and we're here to help. And um, that whole thing also helps train people in terms of how to interact in a little different fashion um, so they'll be um, better able to serve their clients there. Right. Now, please tell us more about the people who are involved in what I call creating the directory, and I think probably a better word would be contributing to it. So who are they? How, how does that uh, contribution system work? And here's a leading question. Are you looking for volunteers to get involved or any kind of additional resources? I would love volunteers. Um, the way I've been pushing this out has basically been through social media, so through the radio show, through the blog, through Twitter. Um, it's very easy to participate. If you go to the alzheimerspeaks.com website, on the top there are some buttons. One says partnering options, um, and find out how you click on that. That brings you to the resource directory where you can actually input information. And there really isn't any limits in terms of, you know, who can, who can participate. Um, one of my goals with this was to really 
not be judge and jury over what the next guy felt worked because with dementia, um, you know, what might work for me might not work for you. What worked for me five minutes ago might not work tomorrow. And so it's not about finding an answer. It's about developing a toolkit and knowing where your resources are. It's about figuring out that perfect doesn't matter, but progress is everything. And just pushing ahead, um, trying something new. You know, there's nothing to lose. And so, you know, I want professionals, I want families, I want people that have dementia participating and sharing. Because I think when we share, when we give, we also receive. And I think, again, sometimes we feel so drained that we don't even know the value of what it is we've learned. And when we share, we actually recognize, hey, I have something of value. I can give to somebody else. Laurie, you, you just to follow up on that, you used a phrase. You said, taking the wall down. And that's the sharing. Mm-hmm. It's among all the people who are involved, regardless of the ways in which they're involved. It's, it's a kind of pooling of knowledge, a sharing of knowledge. Have I got that right? Correct. Correct. Now, let me just ask you again. Um, who are the people you're really wanting to uh, encourage to contribute in the way that you've been talking about? In other words, to log on, to post something that they found useful, and presumably to comment on it. Tell us more about the kind of people and the kind of materials, content you're getting. I would, I would love more professionals to take the time out of their busy day um, to put information that they have maybe, and it might be on their website, it might be an article that they've written, but to share it just on our site as another venue, pushing back to their site. So they'll, they'll still get their traffic, they're not going to lose anything, but it's just going to be more easily accessible. Um, and for family members, you know, one of the things that they can do is they're fishing for information all the time. Same with per- people with early dementia. Oh, my gosh, they are rock stars out there um, looking and just scoping over stuff. They are filled with knowledge. And, again, if we all just take a little bit of time and share the knowledge, it's going to make the path much easier for the next guy, and we're going to make connections. I've made amazing connections through social media um, with people all around the world that have changed my life, changed my attitude, given me hope with what they're doing. And I think that's what this site, um, that's, my, that's my goal with this site, is to help change lives and to give hope um, through sharing the knowledge. Laurie, let me just say something I've learned from doing this talk show, which is that there are many people, many family caregivers, who have traveled a road of caregiving for conditions like dementia. And they get to a point where they pause, so to speak, look over their shoulder and see somebody else starting out on the road, and they kind of reach a hand back to help them along. seems to me that... What you're doing in attracting the people you're attracting and the people that you want to attract more of is just that, is people helping people uh, at various stages of coping with dementia. Is that right? 
very much so. It's it's one hand to another, one compassionate hand to another, just stretched out and saying, you know what, I'm here with you. You're not alone. Because most people feel so isolated and so desolate and so exhausted from the journey. They need to be re-energized. They need to give hope. I I can't stand when I hear um, commercials and things that push fear. You know, the the numbers are horrendous, but I'm tired of scaring people to give dollars. And I'm tired of seeing dollars just going towards research because there are too many people in the trenches today that need our support. And so I think those dollars need to be looked at at a broader stance. I I would love a cure, but we can't ignore those going through this and the numbers that are going to increase in the near future here. Um, They're our neighbors. They're our family. They're our coworkers. It's rare when you talk to someone who has not been touched and does not know somebody with dementia. So what we're saying to each other and saying to our audience is that, yes, research is important, but as important, if perhaps not more important, is helping people who are struggling one way or another with this condition and helping them care for it and helping them, as you say, move from the crisis to comfort so that uh, there is the kind of satisfaction that you've talked about from doing the work of caring that they do. Now, on that, I'm not going to give... (laughs) Uh, we, We have the tyranny of the timing, but I'll give you just a couple of seconds. I know I sound like a bully. A couple of seconds just to say whether you think I'm right on that particular point, and then we'll go into the break. No, I think you hit the head on the nail. I, I really think it's a time of collaboration. I think the world as a whole has to start looking at similarities instead of differences and, uh, and realizing we're all not so different. Right, right. Now, it is time, that time, where we have to take the break, so let's do it. This is Dr. Court Natalie, and my guest is Laurie LaBay. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety Channel. We're coming back. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Are you lost, fed up, knowing you're better, and yet not knowing why? Let Derek O'Neill transform the not knowing into the knowing by showing you the way. Whether it's not being able to drop the excess weight to unhealthy relationships or finances that you know you deserve, Derek provides insights that are like magnets to invite what you want in your life and repel what you don't want. Tune into Derek now to discover how to improve your life immediately and unleash the winner that you know you are and others need to see. Listen Mondays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Variety. 
Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at familycaregiversunite.org. That's D-O-C, the letter G, at familycaregiversunite.org. Don't forget, you can catch new episodes of our program twice every week, Mondays on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and Tuesdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Laurie LaBay. Our topic is the first collaborative international resource directory for dementia, Minneapolis. Let's talk about now the users, more about the users of the directory for dementia. So please give us a sort of picture, a closer picture, maybe without revealing actually who they are of the users of the directory and the range of the needs uh, that the directory helps them meet? Well, it's kind of amazing because um, people ask that question all the time, you know, is it family, is it professionals? And it really is a mixture. I get, um, I mean, I've had uh, doctors contact me and say, you know, I listen to the dementia chats and I cannot believe the conversations. Because people a lot of times don't talk to somebody directly who's had dementia. So the resource directory is a piece of it from the resource standpoint, but we also house, um, you know, the recordings for the radio, for the blog, and all of this. So it's, it's a multitude of platforms that people can reach out and, and have a conversation with. Um, the resource directory is more kind of looking up information and sharing information. But the the radio platforms, the blog, the YouTube channel, those types of things are, are much more interactive. And um, people just, they love kind of the casual response. It's not, you know, it's very much um, the radio show and even the webinar series are very much practical and engaging and it's not it's not lecture it's real life stuff and i and i think that's why the users come is because they feel it's honest and it, you know it might not be perfect but it gives them hope and it says been there done that and still looking for more answers because none of us are ever going to have all the answers it just doesn't work that way with dementia right Laurie, I just want to clarify something, and that is the resource directory is really a connection of services and systems that you operate. So if, if um, a listener, a user, starts off in one place, uh, say the radio show, they can get to the resource directory just by clicking on buttons. Is that right? Yeah, it's very easy to maneuver. And so if you go to one spot, another window pops up. Because I hate it when you lose yourself in a site and you don't know how to get back. So a new window will pop up and bring you to that spot so you don't, you don't lose your place. Um, that was one of the things that I thought was really important. The other thing that I want to um, mention with the whole site is there's also a place to be able to receive free tools. 
and products to be able to use. All you have to do is, is sign up, and you can get the, the newsletter. There's a memory chip, a memory journal, a conscious caring um, article and checklist that kind of goes with Maslow's theory. Um, I have some new introduction cards, which are great when people are out in the public that um, say one of two things, either um, please be patient with me, I have dementia and may need a little bit more time, or I'm with someone who has dementia that might need some more time. So there's different types of tools and things that people can get uh, for free there as well. Right. Now, in your experience of all of this, who are the users who are most in need of the resource directory services and why are they most in need and what help do they most need? Well, that typically is the families. Um, the, the families, are just because they don't have enough time, they don't a lot of times even know what it is they need um, or what services are available. Because you you just get so overwhelmed as a caregiver, you get thrown into this basket. Most people will say they they walk out of the doctor's office being told they've got a terminal illness and see me in you know six to nine months, and that's not real comforting and it's not really guided, and so they just really feel lost. And so I think it's very important that they're able to find support on multiple levels through multiple organizations like the Alzheimer's Society, the Alzheimer's Association, Alzheimer's Disease International, most people don't even know exist. And they are loaded with great information. They just put out a beautiful video on stigma and did a huge survey about that. And um, so there's, there's great connection there um, for people to be able to find different types of of resources, or people like Rick Phelps, who has Memory People on Facebook, which is a, a closed group for people with early dementia um, and their caregivers, professionals, advocates, where they can go and chat and have a conversation in real time with people all over the world who understand what's going on. And for me, I didn't include a chat room on this site just because I think there are great ones out there. And again, I'm not about duplication. I, I think we don't have enough time or money to all be building all these things. I think it's time to share and point people to other services and raise each other's voice. Perfectly fair. Just let me clarify one thing. Um, you do, though, provide services um, for people who themselves are worried that they may be slipping down the road or they may be having uh, memory problems. Is that right? Well, what, what I provide on the site would be resources for them in a directory format um, and then also through the platforms, through the blog. If they want to chat, they could, they could have a conversation there with me or people can always email me as well. Um, and then through the radio show, because the radio show, I interview people that have dementia, um, who are family caregivers, professional caregivers, researchers, authors, a little bit of everything from people all over the world. And then we have the Dementia Chats webinar where people can join in the conversation and really build community there. Right. 
tell us about the responses you're getting and what you're learning from the responses. And perhaps I'm talking about feedback here, but also I'm perhaps talking also about the way in which people approach you, approach the services for information. So what are the responses you're getting and what do you learn from them? The response has been um, very humbling um, because I I didn't know that I was as well-known as I was because I don't feel like any of this is about me. I really feel like I was put on the planet to help raise everybody's voice and raise the knowledge and awareness and bring bring community together um, around the world. And so that has been just, you know, fascinating. I mean, to have um, Harvard call and say that they want to be on the show and to, you know, just have some of the different people contact me thinking, how do they even know? Because I don't have a big marketing budget at all. I'm just a one-man show pushing this out through social media. Um, but apparently my voice and my message, what I hear over and over again, is almost like um, the initiation of a grassroots effort. And there's a lot of people who have the same belief as I do that things need to change. We need to come together. We have to stop being scared about talking about this situation and learn to live with it as individuals, as families, as workplaces, as communities, um, and as a government. You know, we really have to, we can't do what we've been doing. It's not effective. And I hear that over and over again. I, I get conversations from emails and calls from people going, you know, I was on the edge. I was on the edge, and then I read something you wrote, and I broke down, but I felt better afterwards just knowing I'm not alone, knowing that the emotions that I'm having are normal, um, because a lot of times people don't want to, they don't want to discuss those dark times. And I'm a firm believer we have to talk about those to move through them. But we also have to teach people to look for the joy, because we will only find what we're looking for. And I'm a firm believer that we remember three things, what saddens us, what scares us, and what brings us joy. And if we can stop focusing on what scares us and what saddens us and really start looking for the joy, people will be amazed at, at um, what their life can be like living with the disease, not letting it control you any longer, but really pushing that fear down, pushing the sadness away or working your way through it and really appreciating those, those small moments in time that we overlook because life has gotten so fast-paced. Just very quickly, you're talking there about the family caregivers and also the people with uh, dementia in its various stages when you're talking about the joy and the satisfaction and those kinds of things. Is that right? Well, it goes into the professionals as well, though, because they are okay. very checklist-oriented. They're very task-oriented. And so your memory chip, which is a tool that helps people shift from task um, to being person-centered, says, says stop focusing on your to-do list and really focus on three things with the person with dementia. Are they safe? Are they happy? Are they pain-free? Because when you focus on those three things, your interaction will change. 
you'll find the joy, you'll have deeper connection, you will have gifts of insight that, that you get from these people with dementia, I don't care at what stage, and you'll just look at your life totally different. Right. Now, we have to take the break once more. This is Dr. Gordon Alley, and my guest is Laurie LaBay. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety Channel. We're coming back. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel, voiceamericaempowerment.com. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. How do you feel about the future? Tune in each week for Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. You can be a great leader by learning from the inspiring stories of amazing visionaries who are shaping our future. Everyone deserves to create their own vision, and Kate and her guests will share the tools that you need to make it happen. Make a weekly visit to the Voice America Business Channel for Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. Be inspired. Become inspiring. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us support you. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at familycaregiversunite.org. That's D-O-C, the letter G, at FamilyCaregiversUnite.org. Don't forget, you can catch new episodes of our program twice every week, Mondays on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and Tuesdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Laurie LaBay. Our topic is the first collaborative international resource directory for dementia at Minneapolis. Now let's talk about why the first collaborative international resource directory for dementia is so important. Laurie, you've stressed a lot of factors in which it's beneficial, but I really want to go over those points again so we're very clear. So my first question to you is this. Why does the directory matter? Who in the wider community should know about it, and why should they know about it? Well, everybody in the world should know about it as far as I'm concerned. And the reason they need to know about it is because sooner or later, if dementia has not already touched their lives, it will. 
and they need to be prepared. They need to know where to go, and hopefully for those who aren't touched with it for a while, hopefully we can remove the fear before diagnosis comes their way. And if we can, if we can do that one thing, if we can change that, that's huge in terms of how families and communities will survive and thrive with this. How people will, you know, that'll be a, a huge change in terms of removing the stigma of this disease. And so that's why it's important because we don't know if we're going to be the next to forget or the next to be forgotten. And when you ask yourself that question, most people all of a sudden take the disease a little more seriously and go, wow, it could be me. Because there are people as young as 30 and 40 years old with this disease. There are people like my mom living with this disease for 30 years. This is not an old person's disease, and we have to figure this out. We have to start including our children so that they understand about this disease. I have seen so many teenagers just torn to shreds because families have protected them from knowing, and they want to help. And their eyes and ears are picking up something is wrong. So it really is everyone in society because it's all about removing the fear. It's about really shifting caregiving from crisis to comfort. It's about giving people the tools to live well and be purposeful. Right. Now, how do you want the directory, the resource directory, to work with healthcare and other professionals? Well, for healthcare and other professionals, I think it would be great if they participated in terms of, again, sharing who they are, where are they. There are a lot of great clinics, for example, that people don't know they exist because they're within a large organization. And there's no way to really filter down and find them. There are a lot of people that are looking for resources for coworkers and friends. And, you know, this would just be a really easy way to be able to help people out and be able to build build their practice, build goodwill, um, ease the burden of the caregiver and all of those caring for the caregiver and the patient out there because it's not it, this is a layered this is a layered care when it comes to dementia um, it's very different from from most diseases and so there's a, there's a huge ripple effect and then again for the professionals there's a lot of resources that they can look at like with my shifting your dementia care culture is a webinar series about emotional based training that is something that typically isn't done. Usually it's clinical, statistical training. And I'm all about making people feel the need to change. And the only way we can do that is to kind of hit the heartstrings and empower them of what it's really like, what, what this disease um, affects, who it affects, how it affects, and and get them to shift their delivery styles. And they can't shift those unless they understand how the disease is perceived and received, how their care deliveries are perceived and received, 
once they know that, then they can start making some changes. But until they know that, they will not be effective. Right. Now, what is your message to family caregivers, Laurie? For family caregivers, number one is you are not alone. You are not alone on this journey. And help is out there and that you are filled with way more knowledge and way more strength than you ever imagined you have. And when you start sharing your thoughts honestly, the good, the bad, the ugly, because emotions, you know, really aren't good or bad. They just are. But once we start talking authentically and honestly on what this disease is like and stop hiding trying to be the strong one, trying to be the perfect one, um, and really let people know how this disease affects not only you but the person with the disease and everyone who surrounds you, can we make changes? And there are a lot of people out there that in your own circles and in your own communities that are willing to help, but if you don't tell them you need help, they don't know. In other words, I'm going to just go back to you with this comment. It's a community effort, isn't it, of supporting each other um, so that people don't feel alone and so that people aren't afraid to reach out and ask for help or ask for opinions or ask other people to share their experiences. Is that right? Correct. It really is a disease of society. Yeah. Now, I've just got a comment to make. Uh, as a retired physician, um, when you're talking about professionals, I think we have, you and I and others need to remember that they are not immune to dementia as individuals and nor are their families. Um, what we're starting to see is more and more healthcare professionals who are healthcare professionals, so to say, during the day but at night, they go home and become family caregivers. And not for me to give you advice, so I'm about to. Uh, one of the things that I would perhaps suggest, and maybe we can have another discussion about this, is how to reach the healthcare professionals who are themselves family caregivers for dementia. Because they see both worlds. And from my limited experience of people in that situation, um, they are already moving in the sort of direction that you've been talking about. So that, I think, is an important thing. In other words, I can use, we can usefully, both of us, say to family caregivers that, yeah, the doctors and nurses may seem in a different world from us, but really they're not. They are subject to the kind of challenges and problems that everybody gets in society because, as you said, Laurie, this is a disease of society. That's very true, and I think those. Uh, I think that's an excellent point that you that you made. And those that are walking this journey, um, they are getting pretty creative, and they'll be the first ones to tell you, um, just like myself, that man, it's it's different when when it hits right. home when right. when Alzheimer's knocks on your door or, or Louis body or whatever it is. Um, it changes your world. Your perception changes big time. 
That's and it. um and it's it's actually quite a beautiful thing because it allows people to get creative. I think our our systems as a whole still need to expand in terms to allow even more creativity though when it comes it. to funding programs and things. Now, unfortunately, I have to stop you there because of the timing, but I want to say a very sincere thank you to you, Laurie, um, for all that you're doing and these initiatives you take and sharing your insights and your advice. And all I want to do on behalf of all of us is wish you every success, every success for you and every success for you in working with the people you're helping and you're wanting to help more. So, good luck to you. Oh, thank you. Now, I also want to say thank you to our listeners and to say at Family Caregivers Unite, we welcome hearing from listeners. So, if you have any comments to pass to, um, to Laurie about dementia or indeed anything else, we'd be pleased to hear from you. And we're also, we also want to hear from people who would like to be our guests or who have suggestions for topics. Now, in our next episode, we'll talk about a psychiatric hospital cemetery, graves and memories. So please join us. Same time, same spot on the Internet. Talk to you then. Thank you again for joining us this week for Family Caregivers Unite with your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley. Please tune in again twice every week, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until the next show, we hope our programs help make the coming week easier and more hopeful.